Get ready for an altered view. I'm David. And I'm Patrick. And this is a podcast for old souls and modern mystics. David is a psychic medium, astrologer, and teacher. And Patrick is a shamanic practitioner. How did you get here, Patrick? I went into the army right out of high school. I went to combat in Iraq, went to school for biochemistry, eventually became a patent examiner before having my own spiritual awakening, connecting deeper with Mother Earth and nature and learning more about my unique spiritual path. How did you get here, David? (laughs) I got here by climbing the corporate ladder in the beauty industry, exhaustingly so. I spent over 10 years in that industry, eventually became an executive in that industry, and then eventually left that industry to embrace my psychism, my mediumship, and my witchy weirdo realness. And now we are here, so let's share our altered views. Greetings, you have entered the Dream Archive. So these episodes are a little bit different than our normal conversations. They're different than the archetypal insight or our altered views. Um, These came about when Patrick was telling me about some of the dreams he had. We were just having a hangout and literally we decided to record it. The Dream Archive will be an ongoing episode just when it feels right. And our intention for it is that anybody out there listening, anybody in the AAV community might hear something that is similar, like you've been to that place that we've been to in our dreams or you've had a similar encounter um, and that we can connect in some way. So we hope you enjoy listening. And at last, here are the Dream Archives. Yeah, so it's been a very... uh dream-rich, dream-heavy, dream-filled time lately, it seems. (laughs) It sure has for you. (laughs) And I do feel like eclipses are normal times for dreams to Mm. to be activated. That is something I hear a lot from people, and I experience myself. Do you feel comfortable? Because if um, you're just now tuning in, you might might not have listened to our first our dream archive, this is our second one, but do you feel comfortable kind of talking about why one of the reasons you feel like you're having a bunch of dreams? I feel like it could help people. Sure, I feel, well, in my my personal life, I've had, uh, you know, I've I've left my job of of 10 years, so it was a a career I had with the federal government uh, that capped off 15 years of federal service because I had the, the military as well as working for the patent office. And... Like any... 10 years is a long time. It's a long time, and if I feel... If you're a millennial listening, you probably haven't worked somewhere for 10 fucking <laughs> years. <laughs> well, we used to call them uh, uh, the the velvet handcuffs mm. at the patent office, because oh. they, they paid really well, had a great work-life balance. Uh, sounds sexy. Oh, <laughs> the velvet handcuffs at the patent office. <laughs> yeah, they feel, they feel cush, but you can never leave. And I... I just kind of got to a point where by the time the pandemic hit, I'd already been working from home full time for seven years. You're used to it. Yeah. yeah. And it well and it just was the so all of the the things I used to do to be social and get out and interact with people were, were closed off the way that they're now closed off to everybody. But um, some, for some people, they were like, oh, I needed this. Mm-hmm. This is nice. For the people, I know what you mean. I worked from home for a long time, too. It's, it's a feeling of trappedness. Can come right. In. They're like, oh, you know, I'm here all the time already. I need, I need the world to be moving and working. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, and, and I felt like with, with any relationship, I've had to take 
some time to be able to to process and and grieve that loss and the loss of who I used to be as a person and so real yeah well and take time to get centered and grounded and and be receptive to what's going to be next on on my path so during that time I've found that there's been some some heavy dreams that have come through a lot of work in the dreams and I feel like waking up and not feeling necessarily rested feeling like I've been doing lots of work while I've been sleeping and the dreams are very immersive they're very clear it feels very active so as opposed to just kind of watching the movie I feel like I'm doing a lot in them Uh, they're not just acting you're writing directing costuming it's dreams that feel like work dreams that are work yes exactly and Joseph Campbell talks about that's one of the ways that people traditionally uh, and in a lot of indigenous cultures were awakened to their gifts were through dreams and dream work. So there is a lot of work that can be done for others and on your own psyche in the, the containers of dreams, especially in the tradition that I learned. The night dream is the most important of the dream work. So I feel like my process has also mirrored kind of what's, what's been happening in the world as we're going through this massive collective shift as people are. It's, it's funny, as people are waking up in a way, we all have to do lots of work on, on ourselves, on our in, internal psyche, on decolonizing our minds and our psyches, and just preparing ourselves for what's coming next. So I feel like collectively there's been this this resonance as well. Yeah, so in this in this time of deep dreams, I, I had another very, very potent dream last night, which was Can I say something real yeah, quick too? Please, yeah, absolutely. As not as your podcast partner, but as your friend, I was thinking of this the other day. Actually it might have been this morning, of just like, oh well, he's having a lot of dreams lately. Well, you've been growing spiritually and psychically and energetically so much since I've met you even before and a lot this year and specifically a lot this summer and fall I feel like and when we open up that way and our third eye is open and wider too and then we have the time and the space like a lot comes and falls through and You've had this big pause lately now as we head into winter, as you've grieved your career and different things and you're getting ready for what's next. So there's been this space and I feel like spirit doesn't give us things we can't handle, right? And it's almost like I feel like when people have those big dreams that feel like work, but then they're also in their nine to five job, they wake up and they like get in the shower and they rush and then the medicine of the dream leaves. And you've been having the time, like the days open to be like, oh my gosh, like, (laughs) let me think about this. What does this mean? And then everything comes up. So it probably just feels even more amplified in a way. I think so. And and I think it's good that you mentioned that, that process of integration, because I'm a firm believer that contemplation, integration, that what's happening in the, in the quiet moments of your spiritual work or your spiritual path you can't you can't cheat them like we live in a very yeah. 
or we have been living in a very dynamic world, dynamic culture. And and thank you for you know for saying that as a friend. I think when we met, I hadn't even started my shamanic healing course, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of super packed in. I'm like, well, let's do the ayahuasca ceremonies and the and the year long shamanic training and the vision quest. Let's read all the books. And let's read all the books, and it's just like download, download, is. download. But then you have to take all of that and kind of rebuild, restructure, integrate all of that. And then that's when you get to that point of, you know, Young said, of individuation, which my counselor told me that you're kind of living the dream. You're living that, that life that you had worked to construct. When you um, talk about that too and all the opening up, I think of... I think sometimes we think that the spiritual path, we can get addicted to the downloads and we can get addicted to Mm. the shiny new visions and, ooh, I'm in flow, I like this feeling, or like, wow, everything makes so much sense right now, I'm getting it all, but then guess what? You have to rust after that and you have to integrate. And one of my dear friends who is a psychic, a reader, Mary Brennan, the person that she sees for shamanic work um, taught her that the body is the last thing to equalize or mm. to harmonize, to get the update, to get the download. So your energetic body or your mental bodies get all that, and then the physical body's the last. And that's why when we open up, we can feel burnout too, because your energy is getting things in its field, and your mind is understanding things differently. So yeah, there's there's much needed... Um, space for rest and whatnot but then it sucks when your dreams are crazy and you feel like you can't fucking rest so yeah what's what was what was this latest dream the latest dream manifested as this interactive tower archetype and some of you may be familiar some of our listeners with with the tower card which I think is one of the scariest or for a long time represented one of the most frightening cards in the tarot deck, even more so than like death, death which yeah. I, which people are like, Ooh, death. The tower like, seems like, Oh, get ready. Yeah. Like chaos getting hit by lightning and people getting thrown death from the battlements. It's at least over. Yeah. Death is over. <laughs> death implies a rebirth, but the tower is just like, there's all this craziness going on. But what I've learned through, through my practice and my uh, instructor's mentor was a woman named Angelus Arian, who wrote this book called The Tarot Handbook, which has been, which was one of our textbooks in the course and has also been invaluable to me. Uh, it has affirmations that goes into detail with the artwork and the symbolism. But she looked at the tower as a restructuring. So a, a restructuring of our, our physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental capacities into something new and in order to have that sort of integration that individuation it's going to feel disruptive because everything within you and outside you is being rebuilt and restructured uh and then of course the the card to follow the tower is the star and we were told that you know once the tower falls you can see the star so as I'm in the middle of this... That's one of my favorite things about the story of Tarot, is the star after the tower. Star. It's hope. I, and it, which is something that I'm hoping... I'm hoping to see my own personal star <laughs> soon, because the, the dream last night, I was, I was downtown on a, in a pre-pandemic world in an office building that was this circular tower, and I didn't recognize any of the people from my normal waking life, but 
the people, these were all people that I was familiar with that I knew. I was walking through the offices and saying hello to people, greeting people. It was a sunny day. And what made you know it was pre-pandemic? Sorry to interrupt you. Did you just have that kind of, that clear knowing that we get in a dream or was there things that signified it? I think just the way that people were, people were moving through the world in a way that suggested that there was no pandemic. It just wasn't even part of the reality. with people too. Office, lots of people. There was that kind of buzz, you know, where maybe you walk into some place and there's that buzz of activity, people going about their their nine to five, no one wearing masks or anything. But it felt like a startup because everyone was very young. It had lots of energy in this building. like my past life. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where I used to work. Go on. So lots of energy. I, at one point asked someone that I knew, I'm like, hey, how do I, how do I even get out of here? Because I didn't see any elevators or stairs or anything. And he kind of points to a hidden door that's around the corner from his desk and is like, oh, well, here's the elevator. And it was just a, a tiny, like one or two person elevator. So not many ways to get around in this building. I found myself eventually on the top floor with windows all around. And there's lots of people up here in this kind of big atrium style set up and all of a sudden the middle of the building starts buckling and starts becoming unstable and everyone all of a sudden is aware but no one's really changing or or doing anything different at least at first but it's very clear that the that the structure of this building is unstable and eventually i i remember people are evacuating the building and getting out i remember the building at at a certain point I was outside and watched and it fell into the street parts of it had fallen down and fallen into the street but there were no casualties and it wasn't a I think everyone was just kind of in shock like oh how how can this be happening but it almost felt like a like a fire drill of like okay well nothing bad's really happened no one's died or or been injured but all of a sudden everything that we were used to is now gone Ooh, the thing about structure with the tower is so interesting because I've never looked at it like that. I look at it like, well, I guess it's somewhat similar, like this needs to fall or this is, but the structure is the theme because without the structure, then something of a magnitude couldn't be held or with an old structure or outdated, something new that's built upon it is not gonna last. And a few things I find interesting about your dream it's interesting, there was no resistance to you leaving, mm. it sounds like. Was there? No. Um, so you just had to ask someone, how do I leave? You know, and they're like, <laughs> here it is in this obscure place. There's no resistance because usually I feel like what's common, and I wonder if this is common for those who are listening, those kind of like disaster dreams tend to have a lot of obstacle or resilience. Like there's this mm. like... Uh, Resistance. There's this like, um, like, oh, how, how am I going to get out of here in time? It's coming down. So there was none of that. And then what else I find is interesting is that it fell. The structure fell after you chose to left, leave. Yeah. And it kind of fell in front of you and all around, around you and whatnot. But it wasn't actively crumbling when you were there. It was after. So it almost is kind of this like, you chose to leave, right? There was no resistance. It let you go and then after it's it's fallen build upon you know what's collapsed build upon what's new or be with what's collapsed and is there things you need to pull out from Mm. 
the wreckage or whatnot. That's a good point too. Yeah, and thank you for for everything that you've that you've teased out. I I feel like it is in some ways a a mirror of what's going on in my personal life. But it's good to be able to to check in and see that yes, it classically it's a destructive dream, but there weren't that those sort of emotions of of panic and fear and 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 clinging. It's like, okay, well, this is yeah. this is gone now and everything's different, but that's okay. So the tower, I feel like the tower archetypes only painful or they're suffering when we cling, when we're trying to hold it mm. up. And how many of us stay in situations where we try to keep the tower up, whether it's a relationship, a job, a habit or a pattern or scenario in somebody's life. So it was interesting. It kind of happened after you left. and <laughs> That pattern office, it's going to collapse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You've just heard another episode of The Dream Archive. We would love to hear about your dreams, if you've had similarities, differences, what's come up for you as you listen to us process through our own dreams. Please hit us up at Altered View Podcast, and we look forward to getting your thoughts. Thanks again for joining us on An, An Altered, Altered View. View.